Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Now that Colorado is going to join the Big 12, what is next for the conference? Is it Arizona? Is it UConn? Is it uh, Oregon? Washington? Some combination of both. We share some thoughts on that as we head into the weekend here. I'm Josh Neighbors. This is the neighborhood to watch here on Crystal Ball College Football, part of the 365 Sports Network. We are five-plus days a week. Big 12 basketball, Big 12 football, conference realignment, betting, all of those things. So please subscribe to the channel. We are over 11,100 subscribers now. Our goal is to get to 12,000 subs by the beginning of the college football season. So we're about a month away now. We're less than a month away from week zero. We are about to be, I think, on Saturday, a month away Let's see, tomorrow, yes, well, I guess a month away from week zero, tomorrow, whatever it is. Um, so we are bearing down on college football season. Please, please, please help us hit that number. Follow us on Twitter, at NWPod365. You guys can find me, at Josh Neighbors underscore. You guys can find the show uh, wherever you get your podcast as well, so we appreciate you all finding us and following us in a variety of ways. So today's show, let's take stock after what was a crazy week about where we are when it comes to conference realignment and what is next. So it starts last week. The Pac-12 said they would not have a television deal. They did not. Colorado was frustrated by that. And this week, the Big 12 voted to approve them. Colorado yesterday voted to make the move back to the Big 12 Conference. It was a unanimous decision from their board. Uh, Brett Yormark sent us into our inboxes and also put out a tweet uh, as a press release that just said they are back. Those are the simple words. The Colorado Buffaloes are coming home. They are going back to the Big 12 Conference, a place they were for a very long time. After a brief hiatus in the Pac-12 Conference, they are now returning. Fast forward, then we got a, a, a message from Brett McMurphy, a message, a tweet from Brett McMurphy saying the Big 12 Conference wants to add one to three more schools. So ideally making their numbers 14 or 16. And that brings us up to date on, you know, uh, what the numbers they want to be. The big question is, who are the candidates? And Brett McMurphy mentioned a lot of the candidates being schools that are in the Pac-12 currently. But he also mentioned, too, uh, there are a group of five schools. So uh, they'll first seek Pac-12 schools to join, is what McMurphy said. If none do so, the Big 12 would add one group of five school. UConn, Memphis, SDSU, or UNLV are the ones they mentioned to reach a target of an even number for 2024. That's where they want to be. Now that takes us ahead to the writing of Max Olson. 
He says uh, in this article over the Athletic is titled "After Big 12 Ads Colorado, What's Next? Pack 12 Schools Targets, but don't sleep on UConn." He says at the end of May, Brett Yormark flew to West Virginia to convene the Big 12 spring meetings. The commissioner and his presidents, chancellors, and athletic directors gathered at the swanky Greenbrier Resort in White Springs, uh, White Sulphur Springs. During that three-day session, the leaders had extensive discussions about their expansion options. They walked away aligned on a strategy. Texas Tech President Lawrence, I think it's Shavonic, went so far as to say he'd never seen greater unanimity uh, among the Big 12 Board of Directors. We have a plan, is what your mark said on June 2nd. They all agreed that step one, go get Colorado. That was step number one. Mission accomplished on that front, folks, right? They all agreed step one to get Colorado. The board then met again for a conference call on Wednesday night, voted to unanimously to accept Colorado as a new member. A person familiar with the Big 12 discussions confirmed the athletic. Colorado Regents then met Thursday afternoon and unanimously approved the move. What, what then is step number two? The next move may not happen instantly. I know everybody is saying things could move fast, but I, I think we have to hold off on that. These processes are complex, but at this point, your mark is not looking to stand pat at 13 members in 2024. I think we all kind of uh, assumed that was the question. He hasn't been shy about acknowledging he prefers a 14-member league moving forward after Texas and OU exit the SEC, uh, you know, exit for the SEC, and conference sources believe 14 is more likely than 16, barring a disaster in the Pac-12. So that's important. It sounds like 14 is the target. There was a time when your mark in the Big 12 leadership hoped that landing one Pac-12 member sets off a domino effect that one gets them maybe two and even four. The theory all along was that one school bailing might set off a panic among the other Pac-12 members bothered by uncertainty, concerned at the media rights deal, and fearful of getting left behind. These Big 12 schools have gone through it before, they know that exact feeling. Now, folks, this is where I want to jump in and say that while I understand this sentiment, um, Colorado makes a lot of sense because they do not have a natural partner in the league. And also they are, um, you know, they are because they have been in the Big 12 before. I know it was a much different league back then, but they'd be more apt to rejoin the Big 12 as a consequence of that, right? Because they'd been there before. Utah has been to the pack and has experienced a ton of success there. So obviously they want to remain as best they can in that league. Arizona and Arizona State have shown somewhat of a mixed desire to go. Arizona more so than ASU. But the thing about Arizona is, you know, they do have a partner in ASU that feels like they have to have some consideration in all of this conversation, right? Stanford and Cal are partners do not seem like much of a mix or of a, of a match. I guess you could say Oregon has Oregon state, Washington has Washington state. And those two schools though, kind of feel like more of a match together than they do actually their in-state partners, but still they have that to consider. And also too, they just don't feel like much of a natural fit. So that is where this thing gets a little bit interesting. Colorado makes sense. Colorado put the pressure on. They felt like we're kind of over the uncertainty. And now they want to move forward and get on with their lives. And they're going to do so in a league that they 
feel like they'll probably have some more success in that they know uh, pretty well. And honestly, getting back to Texas for them is probably better than what they were trying to accomplish in California because it really feels like it didn't work out for them as much there. So that's kind of where I am on my considerations that Colorado was the easiest of them to move out of the Pac-12 schools. Arizona feels like the next one that could, but once again, they're kind of tied to another member's school in ASU. Would they possibly split apart? I think it's a big question here. Um, and, and Max goes on to say, if Colorado is the only Pac-12 member coming in, don't be surprised if your mark goes all in on UConn. All the political capital he's gaining, uh, he's gaining in the eyes of league presidents, chancellors, and ADs from pulling off this Colorado movie could put towards using for a UConn move. In a brief interview with The Athletic on Wednesday, uh, Arizona President Robert C. Robbins repeated what he'd said all along. He needs to see a Pac-12 media rights deal. He preferred to stay in the Pac-12, which we've all known. That much is clear, but Klyavkov needs to deliver an acceptable agreement. He's willing to be patient, but acknowledge the Pac-12's latest board meeting on Wednesday morning didn't offer much clarity on a timetable. We've still got a year left from the contract, he said. It's not like you have to decide you're going to jump uh, or go down in the building. So I don't feel pressure or stress or anything about this. I'm just waiting to see what a deal looks like. Now, I think we have to stop here and acknowledge getting a deal done is a bit more challenging now that one school has left, right? Well, you can fill somebody in there and, and put somebody else in. Yeah, but now you're at nine, you're replacing a member and you cannot replace the member until you get a television deal done. So this has set you back in some ways because you've just lost a member, right? You've just lost a member of the conference. You're not an even number. And I know I saw the comment yesterday in the John Canzano piece about trading up and I kind of really tongue in cheek. I mean, I had not heard the term trading up at all, but I kind of put this out on Twitter being like, what does that mean? What is trading up possibly mean? Uh, and how does that make any sense at all? It really doesn't, right? There is no scenario in which the Pac-12 could trade Colorado for a member that is just as good. It's not possible. You could say, well, San Diego State is more successful than them. Yeah, but Colorado has a bit more cachet, even so much to the point where George Klyavkov posited that Deion Sanders in Colorado would be an asset to their media rights deal. He he believed that. He meant, well, he didn't believe it. He said that out loud. So if your commissioner is saying that either he's wrong, which wouldn't be shocking as he's been wrong before, uh, or, you know, you, you're changing your tune on that, right? Like, I don't think San Diego State is a better television uh, option than Colorado because also we know that ESPN and Fox have valued Colorado collectively at basically a little bit under $32 million. They would not value San Diego State at that dollar figure, I don't think. I think it's pretty safe to say at this point in time. Do leaders like Robbins take your mark in the Big 12 a little more seriously now they've pulled off one addition? That's one of the many curious questions moving forward. ASU and Utah have consistently rejected being interested in switching leagues. The Big 12 has had communication with Oregon and Washington in the past year. For them, Colorado departing still might not move the needle enough, and that might not bother your mark much. He doesn't want these schools reluctantly backing into the Big 12, 
solely because of a disappointing TV deal. He wants members who seriously buy what he is selling. In UConn, your mark sees something that Big 12, other, other Big 12 leaders don't. They think football first and have their doubts that UConn football can become relevant. Their, uh, their recent track record, they're 27 and 83 since 2013. It's hard to ignore. They see the success in men's women's basketball as undeniably attractive, but it's less easy to get them to buy the pitch that UConn adds value for this league, in, in part because the presidents, chancellors, and ADs have spent the last year locked in on trying to land Power 5 football schools. But your mark sees the entry point to New York City, sees a dominant basketball conference and a big time uh, and big time events at Madison Square Garden. He sees a future in which the Big 12 makes more money down the road by decoupling its media rights package and selling its basketball rights separately. Conference sources say he sees a sort of buy low opportunity here, a bet that the Big 12 investing in UConn over the rest of the decade will drive up the conference's value for him. There's no hesitation. There's real conviction. I had to say this too. I was listening to Cover 3 yesterday, and they made a compelling point that adding UConn could help them because the power conferences do see a strong value in the NCAA tournament, especially if they're they're currently doing this right now, looking at adding more schools to the NCAA tournament. There's also an idea that if you are the Big 12 and you're a massive part of the NCAA tournament, you're winning championships. You got a bunch of championship winning basketball schools. There is a sense that, you know, Hey, you're not just going to be a player in basketball. You'll be in football too. Right. We, you know, those two things don't feel like they're getting separated. They, they do drive the bus. Football is the number one driver, but there is a co-pilot basketball is that co-pilot basketball does still matter. Not in the way football matters, but basketball does still matter in what feels like a uh, pretty meaningful way. And so because of that, there is a chance that, you know, that basketball just being impossible to ignore in basketball will do, does give you some, uh, you know, relevance in football. Um, And he says throughout this year long pursuit, of Pac-12 members, the goal hasn't changed. The Big 12 wants to be number three. There's no surpassing the SEC and Big 10 in revenue, but they can aim to go ahead of the ACC and Pac-12. Anything that pushes the conference in perception and reality closer to that position is worth considering. So when USC and UCLA declared that they're leaving for the Big 10, the door opened to Pac-12 instability. Uh, your mark, you know, he's, he's barging through that door, right? The Big 12 was on the brink. In the summer of 2021, don't forget that moment in sizing up the current one. The conference was in a vulnerable spot. Uh, Bob Bowles, traveled to Montana to visit Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyavkov and discuss a partnership or merger. The Pac wasn't interested. The Pac could have swooped in. And why Baylor, Oklahoma State, TCU, and Texas Tech had seized the opportunity the Big 12 would be toast. But Pac-12 presidents couldn't be convinced. Too many of them didn't love the fit. They instead preferred the good vibes and handshake packs of the short-lived alliance, God, God love and uh, God rest in peace, the alliance. Uh, well, we all remember that right now. So now, you know, thinking about the situation, right? Um, and, and and UConn is something they have to consider. Look, I get it. I would add them, excuse me, as a last resort. I am not on the UConn bandwagon. I am not on that train. I understand Loving basketball. I understand thinking about that package. I actually be thinking about them as a basketball only member, but 
they'd want their football involved. But first things first, you have to give adding Pac-12 schools a try. That has got to be your priority. Arizona President Robbins, I know, I, I know the Big 12 kind of put Colorado on the clock. Do you try the same thing? Do you say, look, we'll add UConn. We're not afraid to do that. The league is, is kind of in a spot now where, you know, Brett, you or Mark might cash those chips in. The same way Sonny Dykeson uh, did so when he's like, I'm going to hire a Bryles at TCU, right? He cashed in all of the chips, the cachet, and said, all right, I know we don't love the Bryles family here at TCU, but we're going to go ahead and grab Kendall. And this is me saying, look, hey, y'all trust me, don't you? I just took you all to a championship. You trust me? Brett Yormark says, I just added Colorado. You trust me, don't you? So let's take a risk here. Let's add a UConn. And I think UConn is a straight-up risk. I don't think Colorado in any way is a risk. I don't think Arizona is a risk. I don't think Oregon or Washington is much of a risk for the Big 12 Conference. I do think, I feel pretty confident in saying, like even if you were to add uh, Oregon and Washington, even if they were a short-term member, member and they eventually just left for the, the Big 10, I don't think that would set off the point where it's like, oh my God, there's so much Big Ten, inst- you know, Big Twelve instability. All of these schools might jump and go. I don't believe that. Um, I think you might, you know, you might lose them eventually. But still, I think the Big Twelve is in a spot now where Brett Yormar could cash in those chips. He could make a decision like that right now with the presidents. Am I all the way on board with it? I don't think I'm all the way on board with it. No, when it comes to adding a UConn, but. They could use that as leverage to put Arizona on the clock and say, yeah, sure, you all might not feel pressured, but we want to figure out what our league's going to look like, and you all don't have a TV deal. You're not close to one, and Jason Shear has been all over this saying, look, our sources tell us that numbers are not being presented. That is clearly, and that's what Ross Dellinger said too, that is clearly correct because we saw Colorado make the jump. They asked for numbers. They didn't get those numbers. They decided to make the jump. So I would apply some pressure on Arizona. That's what I would do. Obviously, you want, uh, you definitely want Oregon and Washington, but I'm prioritizing Arizona. If you get that, you pick off two schools. I like your chances of getting two more. Would it be Oregon, Washington? I don't know, but I like your chances to get two more. If you get two, you put them at eight. It's going to be a whole lot tougher to get a TV deal. They're in a tougher negotiating spot. So I would continue to chip away at that. I think Arizona is the obvious number one. I mean, if you could get once again, Washington, Oregon, you feel great, but you're most likely to get in Arizona. That is where I would go. And look, Colorado made the same comment last week. We are committed to the PAC 12. This is where we want to be. Doesn't actually mean that is what reality is. And so you could apply that pressure to them. They'll say those comments in public. They could leave. One more thing on the PAC 12 statement they made yesterday And Spencer McLaughlin asked me about this and he said, Hey man, um, you know, what else are they supposed to say? The PAC 12 says, quote, the PAC 12 is comprised of world leading universities and athletic programs who share a commitment to developing the next generation of leaders, supporting student athletes, academic and athletic excellence and broad based athletic success. We remain committed to our shared values and to continue to invest in our student athletes. Today's decision by the university of Colorado has done nothing to disrupt that commitment. We are focused on concluding our media rights deal and securing our continued success and growth. Immediately following the conclusion of our media rights deal, we will explain, uh, we will embrace expansion opportunities and uh, you bring in new fans, markets, excitement to the value of the Pac-12. All right. He's like, what are they supposed to say? 
they need to be a bit more aggressive. They need to be a bit more hard line. The, the, the soft messaging has gone along with kind of the soft actions and gotten them to a place where, guess what? They look soft as a whole. They're not hardlining anything at this point in time. And they're just, they're not believable at all. They are not believable at all. They need to do something to convince any of us that they're on some kind of a right track because they have not done that at any point in time right now. I do not think, I think I feel pretty confident saying this, the Big 12 is not done. I don't think the Big 12 is done with Pac-12 schools. And they have to do something to combat that narrative because they've been losing the narrative fight for a while now. And now they're losing the actual fight as they just lost a school. That will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at NWPod365. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore Crystal Ball College Football. Please subscribe to the channel. Uh, and we'll talk to you folks next week.